This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Mack Weldon. Check out Mack Weldon's Ace sweatshirts, sweatpants, and sweatshorts. They are insanely soft. Check them out for yourself. Visit MacWeldon.com slash OPPod. Enter the promo code OPPod to save 20% off on your first order. Looks like we are live from the glass box studio. Of course, as soon as I turn this on, the sun finally comes out. It's just uh, heating up the glass box studio. Big effing time. I'm squinting so I could see the comments. Here's Doggy. What's up, Chief? How were they biting? Well, the fishing kind of turned out to be a wash. The weather uh, didn't cooperate, and it, it literally felt like winter at the ocean. So, um, long story sh- short, uh, they weren't biting because I didn't have any lines in the water. So, but it was still fun to to uh, go out east with doggy, chill out a little bit, walk the beach, even though it was freezing. I had hats and gloves and and my winter boots on, and I had ski pants on. I'm like, it's May, right? It's May, right? Yes, of course it is. Hey, fish guy photos. Sorry I didn't look you up, my brother, but I decided to uh, just chill out. I was putting in my solar lights. I didn't realize that you got to, like, turn on your solar lights. How does that work? I decided to go solar lights for, like, lighting up a driveway and a path and a beach path, a little bit on the side of the house. And I used to have automatic lights where, you know, all of a sudden the sun went down and my lights went on. I had some kind of timer. And then I knew the uh, the solar lights would be too good to be true. You know, they got that thing, that flat thing that takes away from the design because it's got to collect the, the, the rays of the sun. So that, that's a little weird to begin with because now it doesn't matter what kind of design you got for your lights because you're dealing with that big square thing. The, the actual, what, solar panel has to capture the light. And then I'm like, uh, how do these things turn on and off? And there's an actual on and off switch. So what? When I want to light up the perimeter of my house, I got to walk out there and turn everything on. Is that how it works? I don't know. I'm just a, a, a little boy that had a dream from Long Island. Uh, you know, I come from a time we, we weren't really getting energy from the sun. So uh, I apologize to Chris, a.k.a. Fish Guy Photos. I should have uh, looked him up. It would have been nice to run our dogs or go on a boat ride or go feed birds or go uh, hunt with uh, Emmy, the red-tailed hawk. But instead, I decided to just lay around, edit podcasts, make stupid videos, watch some NBA basketball. I still think Boston's going to be in the finals. Um, And I still think, for now, that Golden State will be in the finals with uh, the Celtics. But, man, I, I did say don't sleep on Memphis. Memphis is looking damn impressive against the Golden State Warriors. And that Ja Morant, he had, what, 47 points last night? Fell asleep before the game was over. What a lame-ass NBA fan you are. 
What do you think of Dave Chappelle getting attacked on stage? It was, it was, uh, what, a guy ran out and tackled him? It was no big deal. Dave Chappelle's not that vulnerable. He's got people all over the place watching him closely. Sure, the guy got to tackle Chappelle on stage, uh, but then they took care of business after that. I don't think you need to worry about Dave Chappelle. And, and the clip is really funny because he turned it into, you know, jokes. Had a few jokes right after that. So the headline was way more dramatic than what it was, I think. Comedians get, get attacked all the time. But unless you're Dave Chappelle, you ain't making TMZ. I'm sorry. You're not making the TMZ. Has to be tough to leave the beach house even after not catching any fishies. Yeah, man, I, that's where I, I want to be. That's where I'm happiest. I'm happiest when I'm at the beach with my family. That's, that's my number one. Still nice to be out there. Every once in a while, I go out by myself with Doggy, just chill out. You know, because I'm a stay-at-home dad, so my kids and my wife see plenty of me. I think they kind of, like, push me out the door. Yeah, go to the beach. Yeah, go to the beach, they say. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, go. But aren't you going to miss me? Yeah, we're going to miss you. (laughs) Sweet view, my... Oh, you said ninja. I I thought you said the word. You can only say the word if... uh, if you're of a certain uh, color, you know, you understand the rules, right? Speaking of which, I was listening to a bit um, in the car today. Uh, I believe it's an Asian comic. Of course it was an Asian comic. And he was uh, doing a whole bit on Asians. Uh, and he, he attacked every Asian group. And it was stereotypical. It was accents. It was everything in between. And I'm like... Why is it okay for an Asian guy to do Asian humor, but anyone else does that exact same set, their livelihood will get canceled? Who made that rule that it's okay to do uh, stereotypical uh, humor if you fall into that stereotype? Or maybe not stereotype, you know what I mean. Fall into that, uh, that race. The word I wanted was race. Sorry, I'm a little tired. <laughs> It was, a, it was a long ride home, man. So how about this abortion thing, huh? That's a hot-button topic. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that bit was... Uh, that we, Yeah, Slave Girl 08 bit is legit hilarious. Whatever happened to Francine? You and Patrice Comedy was legendary there. Oh, my God. Um, wow, yeah. That, uh, that bit scared all of us. And, you know, thank God Patrice was... Uh, a huge part of that bit that day and it was really really funny but um you can't do bits like that anymore you you pretty much can't do comedy anymore unless you're asian then you could like make asian jokes um but in general man you can't do comedy anymore because uh people just assume if you're making fun of some 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 topic some some situation then you're a hater of that topic or situation that's where the world is so these comedians, man, there's less and less things they could joke about. It's getting, uh, it's getting nuts. You know that in the movie, um, I think it was the first Hangover, right? How long ago was Hangover? Could someone do, do the Google? Don't tell me it's 20 years. This just shows you where we've gone with comedy and cancel culture and all that garbage. 2009, 2010, 2009. So how many years ago is that? 13? I could still do my math. 
2009. Okay. Do you know that there's a line in that movie? Does anyone know the famous line? And it was completely accepted in 2009. But you cannot make a comedy now. I should just stop there. You can't make a comedy now. You just don't see uh, uh, funny movies anymore. They're, they're few and far between because people don't know how to work around these new rules and still make it funny. But in Hangover 2009, it was Bradley Cooper. And I'm very, very surprised they're not trying to cancel Bradley Cooper at this point because you know what these people do. They go in your past. They find something you said that was outrageous, that was completely acceptable for the time. And then they present it in present time. And now you're a complete a-hole and your whole life should be ruined. That's what they do, right? Of course. You know that Bradley Cooper in Hangover had a famous line where he said, paging, doctor, uh, I don't even want to say it. It's the F word for the G. It's the F word for the J. So in that movie, he says, paging, doctor, uh, and it was completely acceptable back in 2009. And now, because we live in the future, you can't, you can't say paging doctor uh, anymore. So when are they going after Bradley Cooper and canceling his ass? But I guess maybe he's too good looking. I think if you're too good looking, then cancel culture kind of ignores you, right? I, I truly believe that there are plenty of women and a few dudes. You got to be PC. <laughs> plenty of women and a few of you dudes... That will still sleep with Johnny Depp, even though those texts that they're reading in court are brutal. But I guarantee there's women that are, are more than willing to ignore all that, all the crazy shit that has been said in that trial, and they would still be with Johnny Depp. Man, if you got the looks, it goes a long way in this society of ours, right? Hell yeah. They would have to cancel Mel Brooks because of Blazing Saddles. Saddles, if they if they uh, started, yeah. I mean, you can't make those movies anymore. It was completely accepted, and I'm here to say those movies should still be accepted, especially uh, in the name of comedy. Oh, I got another one for you. Amber Heard, <laughs> Amber Heard can take a mean dump. <laughs> You're 100 right. Yeah, everyone knows the line, paging Doctor Blank, and I think it was Bradley Cooper, if I'm not mistaken, right? He must be shitting himself just waiting for the day that they decide to break that out and go, what about this? But I was in a movie with Lady Gaga. I was born this way. <laughs> Jesus. I do have another one, though. Um, I don't know if it's bad parenting, um, but my... Um, my nine-year-old watches uh, Modern Family. Yes, we decided we don't want to be those uptight parents, so we let them. We let them watch some edgy stuff. And for a nine-year-old, I think the Modern Family is a bit on the edgy side, don't you think? Who's the gay guy? The chubby gay guy. What's his name in real life? He was on our show once. Eric uh, Stone something. This is where I need a producer. They would hand me the piece of paper with the name on it, but. Um, he came into uh, the radio show once to promote, I guess, a movie, another project. He certainly didn't need to come in to promote uh, Modern Family. He's the big chubby guy that's gay on the show. Um, turns out he's as straight as they come. Thank you, Eric Stone Street. Thank you, John Quartz. 
He's as straight as they come. Said it on our show. Talks completely different. But here's my point. In this day and age, if you made Modern Family, Eric Stone Street would not have a gig. Because now you have to be gay to play gay in TV and movies. Which, which blows my mind because isn't acting uh, by nature where you, where you do something that is not you? But I don't understand how they got away with that one in Hollywood. Now, if, you know, if there's a gay character in a movie or a TV show, uh, only gay actors are allowed to play those roles. And then you can't be like, uh, you, can't ble- uh, you, can't, you can't be, uh, sorry, uh, uh, you can't play trans. That's all I wanted to say. But I was thinking Scarlett Johansson. And then I got caught up in, in the fact that she has wonderful uh, buds. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening in my head. I got distracted. Um, if you want to play trans in a movie or a TV show, it only goes to trans actors and actresses. That is insane to me. That's ridiculous. Oh, the Tropic Thunder with the blackface. Oh, oh my, oh my God. That was just crazy for everybody. And then Ben Stiller playing, you know, he was playing a little slow. Look how careful I am. You have to be this careful. Now, if you want to play slow, you got to be slow in real life. It's just dumb and stupid. Do you let your kids use the TikTok? Hell no. And they can't watch my TikTok on my phone because, man, if my algorithms aren't all sorts of effed up, like I explained, it's basketball and girls with big boobs. So they can't watch my TikTok. (laughs) All right, let me talk about Mack Weldon for a second. By the way, you could save up to 20% on your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. MacWeldon.com slash OPPod. Enter the promo code OPPod to save 20% off on your first order. Matter of fact, I just ordered some long sleeve Henleys from Mac Weldon. They are insanely soft and comfortable. Mac Weldon is the expert when it comes to stylish essentials, perfect for the new season. Whether you want to upgrade your sweats collection or need gear that stands up to the changing weather, Mack Weldon has exactly what you're looking for. And let me tell you about Mack Weldon's daily wear system. All the clothes work together for real. So whether you're headed to work, going for a run, or just hanging on the couch, getting dressed takes no effort at all. Mack Weldon's ace sweatshirts, sweatpants, and sweat shorts are not your average sweats. I love how insanely soft they are, plus they're nice enough to wear to the store or cruise the neighborhood in when you're riding around on your electric scooter. Oh yeah. For anyone who's looking to step up their daily routine, don't miss these. Listen up. Check out Mack Weldon for yourself and save 20% off on your first order. Visit Mack Weldon, M-A-C-K, MacWeldon.com slash Pod. Enter the promo code OPPOD. Again, that's MacWeldon.com slash OPPOD. Enter the promo code OPPOD for 20% off. Find your perfect look for this spring. Mac Weldon. Just listen to the podcast. Your brother-in-law caught your fish. Then you pulled a hammy. Oh, Jesus. That's an old podcast there, Jimmy. You're, you're way, uh, way behind, but thank you, Jimmy Flood. I actually told that story. Where the hell was I? I was showing the picture and everything to somebody. Uh, oh, where the fuck was I? Oh, I know. I was at the, 
I was at Pig Beach uh, this past weekend in Queens, hanging out with a lot of pitmasters from around the country, and I, um, I once again told the striped bass story, which is really, really simple. I'm a surfcaster. I love going for striped bass. I got, a, I got a house right on the ocean, and we do a lot of fishing. We do so much fishing that when people come up to visit, there are times I don't want to be down there fishing. There's other things to do, you know? So my brother-in-law came up with his lovely family, and my father-in-law was there as well, and my mother-in-law. Uh, we had a full house that weekend, actually. And they're like, we want to go fishing for striped bass. And they had their, uh, you know, their clam bellies, and they went down to the ocean. They know what the hell they're doing, and they brought their cooler and their tunes, and uh, they were having a good old time. And, and I was back at the house with my wife and kids and other people that weren't at, uh, down at the beach yet. And all of a sudden, there was a massive commotion on the beach. Me and my wife look at the shoreline, and uh, I think it was, yeah, it was uh, her brother was pulling something out of the ocean using, like, his two arms like this, like he was carrying laundry. And we're like, what the hell is that? Uh, Because we were far away that we didn't really know. And then people are running from all over the beach to see what the hell this guy is carrying out of the ocean. And then my first thought was, oh, my God, is that a kid or somebody's dog? And that's why the commotion, right? Uh, so the story goes, they went down to go fish. They threw their lines in the water. And then what you do, especially on the first cast, you're just settling in. Sometimes you take a little walk down the beach, see if you can find some sea glass or a nice shell or whatever. And uh, so they took a little walk, not too far. They turned back toward their rods and one of the rods was completely gone. So they ran back to the spot to see that the rod was in water almost over their heads, like this high up around their eyes. And my brother-in-law reaches up like this to grab his, uh, his rod, whatever, and he pulls it out of the ocean. And, uh, you know, that, that rod was gone. It was floating away. So then they get the rod out of the ocean, and uh, my brother starts reeling and goes to his father, my father-in-law, there's something on here. Long story short, he pulled a 52-inch striped bass out of the ocean in front of my house. And I show the picture all the time. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll show it on the live stream tomorrow. It's, it's unbelievable. My, my uh, brother-in-law is like 6'1". This thing is 52 inches. Do the math. That's 4'4", uh, four four, I think. And I got a picture with this thing. And, oh, my God, it was heavy. Some people have told me in the last couple of years that that might be a record for Log Island as far as catching a striped bass off the shoreline. It's different when you're in a boat. And my local bait shop said the exact same thing. They're like, you should have brought this in. This is a fish for the ages. And then I was talking to the old timers out there that have had houses since like the late 70s. And they all said to me, we have never seen a striped bass this big. And then the other part of that, uh, that podcast, then we were doing sprinting races. And my brother-in-law, safe to say, is 20 years at least younger than me. And I really thought I could beat him in a sprint. <laughs> and we started sprinting 10 yards into our little sprint. It was like a 100-yard dash. The kid uh, pulled a hammy really, really bad and fell down because my leg went instantly dead, basically. And I face-planted into the sand. There's an actual video of that. I got to get it from my father-in-law because they were filming it, obviously, you know, because they thought it was funny that I was... Uh, I was I was thinking I could beat my much younger brother-in-law. So they're like, oh, we got to get this on 
on video. And they got me face planting in the sand after uh, pulling a hammy. Yes. Yes, they do. And I never got the damn thing checked out. And um, that hamstring, that thing gives me problems to this day. Bow down. Sorry. You know, radio isn't real life, right? It's just that it's probably, I've said it over the years, radio is probably the dumbest job you could have. And I was very good at that dumb job. But it's when you really break it down, it's stupid. You go on the radio, you turn on a mic, and because uh, you're being heard by a lot of people, uh, I don't know, you feel like an expert on topics and everything, and you're, you're just giving your two cents like anybody else. It's just a very dumb job. It's really, for real, it's stupid. I don't even know what the training is to be in radio anymore. I went to school for it, but that was learning, you know, the basics of it. And you were supposed to have a very good radio uh, voice, excuse me, and all that. And uh, thank God that business changed and and all that was thrown out the door. And then, then, uh, or thrown out the window is the saying, right? And then it became more about uh, personality-driven radio. But it is just dumb, it's just a dumb job. And I think it's some dumb popularity contest. And then if you're in radio, then you got to hate everybody else that does radio. It's just exhausting. By now, you know I'm a big fan of meal kits. They're coming to my house all day long. Head to go.factor75.com slash OP120. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off. That's code OP120 at go.factor75.com slash OP120 for $120 off. Now, Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Yeah, this meal plan's a little different. The meals are all prepared for you and ready to go. They're chef-crafted meals delivered right to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping, meal prep, not to mention cleanup. And you don't have to wonder if you're eating right. They got dietitians and expert chefs, and they work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. They cover all the bases, depending on uh, how you like to eat. They got the vegan, they got the veggie meals, keto meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites. Head to... Go.factor75.com slash OP120. Use the code OP120 to get $120 off and to check it out for yourself. That's code OP120 at Go.factor75.com slash OP120 for $120 off. All that info, by the way, is in the description of this episode. Uh, yes, F pollen indeed, yes. You know, this is the time of year, late April, all the way through most of May, where my body tries to kill me every year. Isn't that fun? And then I ask everybody, what do you take for your allergies? I'm just trying to be a, a pharmacist at my house, trying to figure out you know, what, what uh, what's going to work this year. So I'm on the Flonase, I'm on some kind of... Uh, I drops uh, prescription that I got last year because I woke up this morning. You know, no big deal. I was just literally trying to rub my eyeballs out of their sockets. And what else am I on? The Claritin. I got some Zyrtec. I got uh, Dr. Steve told me I got to try something else, some kind of 
Fenzadine or Fen? <laughs> I forgot what he. I forgot what he told me to get, but I, I got to get it after this. I shouldn't even be doing a live stream. My throat is scratchy. My eyes are scratchy. I can barely breathe. Hey, Ope, any '60s music recommend? Any '60s music recommendations? I would go. Uh, I would go with the Spinners, uh, Rubber Band Man. I would go with, uh, uh, I don't know if Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by, uh, by uh, Otis Redding. Is that, a, is that a 60s song or is that like an early 1970s song? I got a little fun fact about the Otis Redding, Sitting on, a, on the Dock of the Bay. Did you know the whistling at the end of that song, which is iconic at this point? God, where's my Vic Henley when I need him? I'll go to Central Park and visit my friend uh, Vic Henley, which means sitting on a stupid bench. And reminiscing about our friendship. And then when I'm done with that, I'll go to Passaic, New Jersey, and I'll stand on a street corner to reminisce with my other friend, Carl Wes, who now has a street named after him. Uh, anyway, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. The end of that song, he's whistling his ass off for a good, I don't know, minute and a half, maybe two minutes. He just keeps whistling and whistling and whistling. You want a fun fact about that whistling? All right, here's the deal. So Otis Redding went into the studio to record Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. It wasn't a complete song. And uh, near the end of the song where he needed words, 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 like words, words, words. We need words, words, words right here. Uh, He had nothing yet. So, you know, they were still uh, having a session. So he decided to just whistle at the end of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. And that was like going to be a placeholder. For the song, and he basically said, I'll come back and I'll have some words, words, words for you to finish off that uh, that song sitting on the dock of the bay, right? Turns out two days later, he dies in a little uh, little plane crash, and then they went ahead and said, you know what, this song is pretty damn cool with the whistling, why don't we release it as is? And the rest is history. So that iconic song and the iconic uh, whistling was all done by accident, Yes, that's what you learn on Opie's live stream. <laughs> and that all came because somebody asked me for a 60s uh, music recommendation. All right. Otis ran out of lyrics. Yes, Andy Vollen, that's how it goes. Oh, you want another one? All right, here's another one. The Police, Roxanne. At the beginning of that song, you hear some, uh, some uh, uh, I think it's like piano. Yeah, I think it's the piano. There's a weird chord. That starts off Roxanne. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was Sting sitting on the piano. I don't know if it was by accident or if he was just fooling around in the studio. Because, you know, these guys get bored. And, um, and then he laughs. And the, uh, the iconic laugh in Roxanne was by accident, too. Because uh, Sting sat on the keyboard, the piano, or, or what have you. And they decided to keep it in the song. How about that? Sitting on the dock of the bay. All right, here we go. Here come the allergy uh, home remedies. Eat a teaspoon of organic raw honey harvested locally every day. It will take away any seasonal allergies. I've heard this before, but, but I live over there and I live over here. So which honey am I supposed to pick? How did the Reese with the potato chips uh, taste, Dollars? Wow, look at you. You... you uh, you check out my reels on Instagram. Thank you, sir. Opie Radio on Instagram and live on Instagram right now. Over here, I see you. What's going on? 
Um, I got to tell you, the, the peanut butter Reese's with the potato chips that I uh, made a quick video about on Easter, Easter Sunday, it needed more potato chips. It was very, very subtle. And if you didn't know any better, you would just think it was crunchy peanut butter. So I give it a thumbs down, Reese's. If you're going to go in all in with the potato chips and the Reese's, you got to you got to put a lot in there. So I'll, I'll just, I, we start making our own at home. You get a potato chip, you get a regular Reese's, and, and, and now, now you're talking. That's way better. How did, I, how did I improve on their recipe at home like that? Way better. But uh, pollen, shamalan, false vanilla. Jesus. I, I wish, man. I mean, this, I start dreading, and I love May. My birthday's in May. Um, everyone wished me, uh, wished me a happy birthday on April 23rd. And I didn't have the heart to tell them that, uh, it wasn't my birthday <laughs> and the same mistake happened last year, I guess, when I was uh, typing out my profile typing, when I was um, uh, doing my profile on one of the social medias, it might've been that stupid cesspool. We, uh, we call Twitter. I think I might've put a four instead of a five. So, uh, for the last few years, people have been celebrating my birthday and, and wishing me a happy birthday on April 23rd. But it's May 23rd, and um, for that reason, I usually like May, but uh, the allergies have gotten worse and worse over the years. And I, I now dread, like, the first, at least first half of May until the stupid, everything uh, 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 comes back in bloom. I support. I mean, I support from a distance, but I support the community. You know you can support the community and also make fun of the community, right? That's something that is lost on so many people now. So many people. You make a joke, that means you hate the group. It's not. That's just not true. But I really believe that we lost that battle. I really believe the younger generation, that's what their comedy is all about. You make fun of something, that means you hate that group. And you should, uh, you should lose your, your, your entire existence. How's the wind? The wind's been insane. It's been absolutely insane. This is the type of wind. I, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I told this story, but this was the type of wind. We're an old lady that used to live in this building. I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, she was very, very defiant. This was a bunch of years ago. This could be 10 years ago because we live near the river. The, the wind is just insane. And then, you know, it goes between buildings. So then it really gets fired up. Whatever the physics of that is, but you understand if there's a lot of wind and it's trying to push through a smaller area, then it's going to be more forceful, I guess. Hopefully I got that right. So this lady, uh, the security guys at this building, we got a, we got, uh, we got a lot of security guys in this building. And uh, they basically uh, tell this lady, I would be very careful. She was leaving out the side entrance, which is also bad because you get the wind going sideways. And uh, they're basically saying, the wind is really bad. I would be very, very careful if you're going to leave this way. A lot of people leave uh, in the front of the building so you can kind of, you know, figure out how bad the wind is before you take the turn where it's going to be whistling in between the buildings. Okay. She goes, ah, basically saying, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. She didn't say that, but she might as well have. She had that major over-the-top attitude. She walks out. I'm behind her. And I heard the warning too. So I'm like, let's see how bad it is. So she goes, 
She didn't get five feet out the door. She went flying. The wind picked her up and slammed her to the ground. And I'm not going to lie to you. We all, we all had a good chuckle because she had to be that defiant one. Like, don't tell me what to do. Next thing you know, she's screaming for her life as the wind just takes her and just tosses her down the sidewalk. Probably a good 10 feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I went, you know what? Eh, I don't need to go uh, do my errand right now. And I came, I came up here and then proceeded to laugh my ass off for the rest of the day.